What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Premier League Podcast here on FanRag Sports. My name is Sebastian Noren. With me, as always, Pauli Christel, Elliot Niblock. We're going to take a look at what happened in the Champions League for the English teams here during the week. And then it's a look ahead at the weekend here as the Premier League returns. And if we, you know, wind back the clock till Tuesday, we had uh, two English teams in the Champions League. We had Tottenham Hotspur playing a 1-1 draw on the road against Real Madrid. And then we had Liverpool making mincemeat of NK Maribor, 7-0 on the road there. So good, good. They scored seven? Yes, they scored seven goals. I guess I stopped checking the score after it was 4-0. It was Firmino, Coutinho, Salah, Salah, Firmino, Oxlade-Chamberlain, and then Alexander-Arnold. Oh, look at that, Elliot. Alex the Ox scored Yeah, I saw, I year. saw. He finally got his first Liverpool goal. That's yeah. not what I saw. He's scoring goals in the Champions League. <laughs> How many goals is uh, Alex Iwobi or Danny Welbeck or... People that you actually play, so therefore not mentioning Alexis or Ozu. How many goals are they scoring in the Champions League this year? Just as many as Alexis and Ozu. <laughs> yeah. Yep, Arsenal in the Europa League. We all we're all well aware of that one. Uh, yeah, if we, if we start with the Spurs, we all game here one-one draw on the road. That's a good result for them. Um, mm, don't undersell it. Don't undersell it, Mister Mister Noren. What? It's a good result. No, it's a great result. I mean, the better this, the better result for them was Apoel get holding Dortmund to a draw. You're yeah, at, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. But at the same time, um, get going to the Bernabeu and getting a one more and getting and getting a result is tremendous, especially when you realize like this was like one of the two away games they're gonna have to play against Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's really really good. So now Real and Spurs are at the top of the table. They're both sitting at seven points plus five goal differential, and then Dortmund in third, one point negative four, and then Apoel one point negative six. And Dortmund should have won that game too. Apoel, oh, yeah. absolutely. I mean, if if you I, I had them both up on the screen, but right like at the death, I think it was Pulisic made the cross in. I don't want to sound like the Fox American commentators who will just only talk about Pulisic, but I think it was him made a cross in Obama and got a very good header on it. And the Apoel goalkeeper like managed to get his foot and just trap it in between his foot and the post on the line. Like in, I don't know. Cause ESPN three doesn't put a scoreboard up, but I'm pretty That's sure. So annoying. That's so annoying. I'm pretty sure we're talking injury. All right. You want to talk annoying, like we'll get to we'll get to the Facebook Live Fox BS later, but <laughs> No, we can get to that now. That's totally yeah, fine. Yeah, but, so just but, go straight into Go for it. it. I mean, that I I think that was injury time of the Dortmund Upwell game when he made a game saving save that pretty much puts Spurs through, provided that they either win another game or get a result against Dortmund and a result against Apoel. Because I'm going to assume that they're going to lose the game at, to Real Madrid at Wembley because they can't win there. Mm, I mean, Real favorites, of course, but they can. They can, but like, let's not call, let's let's call a spade a spade here. They did. They got a one-one draw on a like they scored an own goal. Yes. So they they did very well, but they easily could have done very well and lost one nil. Mm-hmm. And I think that's more than possible to happen at Wembley. Uh, and add in the fact that, like you know, they're now add in the fact that they went to the Bernabeu where there were literally zero expectations on them. And at Wembley, they have that whole the weight of Wembley on them. That is true. But I still see them beating up all again. I do too. But the difference—the difference being there—is if the is what we discussed when the draw came out is if they need points against Apoel, uh, the whole Spurs and Spurs fan mentality is go- of oh my god, we're going to screw this up is also going to weigh on them as they play at Wembley 
where that mentality is going to weigh on them. True. So for me, I'm just like, let's assume they lose to Real Madrid at home. Anything better than that. And Oh, credit to them mm-hmm. and puts them in the driver's seat. But really all they need is get a result against Dortmund, which will be in Germany. So that's not easy, but get a result and get a result against Apoel or beat Apoel. You're right. Beat Apoel and you're in. Yep. But if you get a result against Dortmund and you get a result and then all you have to do is draw Apoel, you're through. Yeah. Liverpool, they top their group five points plus seven. Sportdeck Moscow, who beat Sevilla five to one. Second place, also five points plus four. Then Sevilla, four points, negative one. And then Maribor, one point, negative ten. So... Uh, still wide open there between the top three teams. Are we or is, or is or Liverpool, are they going to win it or? Um, yeah. I mean, after the performance against Maribor, I mean, they would be flying high. Uh, let me see their remaining games uh, real quick. They here. play the three teams again. Yeah, but I'm wondering which games are on the road. So they play Maribor at home. I'm assuming they're going to win. And they play Moscow at home. The, yeah, then they got That's, Sevilla on the road and then Moscow at home. They should so. win two games there. Yeah. Yeah, they should win the room. Yep. I'm just waiting for what should happen, because you know how Spurs were when when the group came out and Spurs fans were all like, oh, my God, this like, let's not even take this competition seriously. We're screwed. We got Dortmund, we got Real, we're we're gonna lose. And now you're sitting you're sitting in the driver's seat to to advance. Yeah, I mean thanks thank Apollo for that. Right, but but now I'm waiting for them to all of a sudden realize like, wait, like Real's probably gonna win this group. And at this point it's very realistic for the four other English clubs to win their group too. And if that happens and Spurs are runners up. In the round of 16, you are looking at either. One second. You're looking at either Barcelona or maybe Juventus, should they overtake them, which is unlikely. Mm -hmm. PSG or Bayern Munich. That one's up in the air. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tough Um, games. Real Madrid. Or if you get lucky and you get 25% chance that you draw the winner of Group G, which will be either Besiktas, Leipzig, or Porto. Yeah. So suddenly Spurs fans are going to be like ecstatic that they made it out of the group. And then all of a sudden it's going to be like, wait, if all the other English teams win, you're really screwed. Yeah. Granted, I, I really hope that they draw Bayern Munich and knock them out. And then they can hold that over Arsenal fans forever. Looking at Wednesday, Manchester United took a one nothing win on the road over Benfica. Marcus Rashford with the lone goal. And then a 3-3 draw between Chelsea and Roma at Stamford Bridge. Eden Hazard, two goals. Eden Dzeko, two goals. Dzeko has been so good since he uh, left Manchester City. Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> Excuse me. Dzeko <laughs> <laughs> was... Jekyll was really good before. <laughs> before he yeah. joined Manchester City. It's just yeah. Jekyll joined Manchester City and it was like, wait, we have Tevez and Aguero. Yeah. That yeah. was the, that it was, really was what it was. Yeah. And, I mean, oh, and they had balance his quality is fine. But like, yeah, they they did not I mean, there's there are no city supporters, you know, all couple hundred of them that have been city supporters for more than three years who give a damn that they left let go of Jekko. Like it it was the right choice. Yeah, I mean well, yes, when he was their fourth choice, sure. Well, no, it was good for Jekko, but oh, yeah. also let's 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 call Spanish Peter. So he didn't let go of Ed and Jekko. They're paying Roma to have Ed and Jekko. Because he well, left he left on a loan where City's paying his wages. Because it's this is exactly the problem that City have faced, which is also the problem that Manchester United have faced. You're signing players for God only knows how much money. And, like, for United, it's just like, you know, Nani or Fellaini or someone, you know, Fellaini years ago or 
all these players aren't up to your standards, so you want to get rid of them. For for City, it was Ed and Dzeko is It's not that he's not up to your standards. It's You also have Aguero, and at the time they had Tevez and Mario Balotelli, and eventually you move to a one-striker system where you have Sergio Aguero, and he's not up to the standard of what you have. So you want to do right by the player and say, we're going to get rid of you, but the player's also like, you're paying me X amount a week and all the teams that want me are only offering Y amount a week. So why would I leave? Yeah, but I mean, yeah. they paid him initially it was 4 million or 4 million euros for the loan. And then it was 11 million added onto that for the buyout option. So 15 million euros. That's right. But, that, right, but they did that like because it was like, we're going to do right by you to get rid of you because we're not playing. Yeah. I mean, that's cheap, though, for a player of his caliber. It, it certainly is, but I guess, I guess what it is is you just if you're not playing and you're not scoring, the best teams aren't going to want to throw top dollar at you. No, I mean, how much did, how much did Real did got nothing? They they spent nothing on Javier Hernandez and United sold him for nothing to buy a waiver mm-hmm. That's just what it was. Like Real was just like, yeah, we'll take that guy because it's free. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, let's move over to the cha- or to the Europa League uh, real quick here. Did you all see the Everton fan that was fighting with his hell yeah. little baby? No, in his no. Own? Oh, okay. oh, God, Elliot, you got Al. Yeah. I'll actually send this to you right now. Yeah, please it's, do. Oh, my. This is as English as English people get. It is really bad. So Everton, they suffered a 2-1 to loss to Lyon. Uh, there was some uh, kerfuffle. <laughs> yeah, there you go, kerfuffle. Um, it's not even like this guy was sitting in the front row. He wasn't. He like made <laughs> like, his way down with his with his toddler in his arms just to throw just to throw some haymakers. Yeah, it is so so bad. Um, oh, but it's so great as a neutral viewer, an ocean apart. Uh, this is ugh. as a parent, I don't understand how. Like, what's your thought process right there? Yeah, I was gonna say well, you're the. Yeah, you're the I, I mean, I, what the hell are you thinking? <laughs> and I mean, you're so you don't even have the best description of this because I, I could if you so. But my theory is right now is like if you went to a baseball game and a foul ball came your way, you would duck and protect Stella at all costs. Yes. But like, there's so many Americans out there that will just be like, well, I'm going to turn to my right, but I'm going to use my off hand to try to catch this foul ball because how often do we get foul balls? So it's kind of the same thing. I guess it's the same thing. Like, Hey, how often do I get to go sock the opposing goalkeeper in the face? I guess that's the English equivalent of trying to catch a foul ball. <laughs> yeah, let's sock someone in the face yeah, and then get little, banned for strong, life. Yeah, yeah, let's get banned but for like, life. How many how many times a baseball season do we see like a video just pop up on Twitter? Like foul ball came and this fan caught it while also holding his baby. Yeah, no, I would uh, just shield her. I mean, I would even I wouldn't even go out of my way. I don't like baseball that much, so I wouldn't go out of my way to try and catch a foul ball. Like if right, I right. if so I had like a if I had a if I had a beer if I had a beer beer in one hand I would be like oh my beer oh okay so you are an American <laughs> so um, yeah I, I don't care about a foul ball uh, so Arsenal they got a one nothing win over a Red Star Belgrade Olivier Giroud with the lone goal in this one so beautiful so what's the tally now. Harry Kane has how many goals? <laughs> and Giroud has how many goals? We, I mean, we need to keep this. We need to keep track of this. Or how many goals do they have since September started? Yeah. But yeah, beautiful goal from Giroud. Um, but like, wait. But the bottom line is, is that Giroud keeps scoring, so he's going to retain his starting spot for France over Lacazette. <laughs> Yeah, but okay, we've been trying. Continues try- to be the funniest subplot of the season for us. Yeah, but we've tr- we've tried to explain this for for you so many totally times, Polly. The, the squad. 
Yeah, we've been trying to explain this for you. It's different systems. That's all it is. Yeah, but still, like... Different systems. That's all it yeah, is. But, so, but Arsenal, like any, let, let's just drop it. Let's not even talk about anyone it. Anyone with a brain can look and say, like, is that is, is good. But I, I, well, I mean, look, the argument you should make is international matters don't have a brain. And uh, exhibit A, Josie Altidore. Yeah, and I mean, I don't rate Didier Deschamps that highly as a manager. I mean, he's got an incredibly talented set of players, and he yeah. failed to win the Europa League on or the Europa League, excuse me, the Euros on home soil against a terrible Portugal squad. So. Okay, but yeah, but that Portugal squad played to they played don't score, and we're gonna try to like we're gonna play 120 minutes instead of 90 minutes, and we're gonna wear you down that way. That Portugal again, all of us agreed on this. Big F word to Portugal for the way they played that tournament. <laughs> and in no way did they deserve to win that game. No. And well, soon we'll be talking is, about the, the U.S. playing is, The bottom line is the way that the draw got – the way the draw played out, uh, we would all say Germany and France were the two best teams in the world at the time mm-hmm. when they played. And they the way the draw played out is they had to meet in the semifinals and France wiped the floor with them. Yeah. Yeah, Arsenal topped our group three straight wins, so that's good for them. We're going to take our first break here. When we come back, we're going to talk about Leicester and their decision to fire Craig Shakespeare. So stick around. And we're back. So Craig Shakespeare is no longer the manager of Leicester City. Signed a three-year deal over the summer after you know replacing Ranieri, keeping them up. Had a pretty good... I mean, they they played a lot better under Shakespeare at the tail end of last season. But I, I don't know why they decided to give him a three-year deal over the summer. I thought that he was just a short-term solution. And then you get some more well-known guy in. Um, Did you not read the press reports? Like when he got... When Ranieri got fired? Uh, I don't remember what they said. They all just claimed... Uh, Ranieri did nothing last year and really like Shakespeare was the one that ran the training sessions. It was, it was all hit pieces on Ranieri and praise for Shakespeare, Yeah, which is what makes this weird. I mean, that was his, he, he was caretaker for West Brom back in 2006 for a little bit, but I mean, Lester was his first head job. He's been assistant at Lester and Hull. That's his CV. I don't know what made them offer him a three-year deal, and then you, the, uh, you get such the a crappy three-year start. Three-year deal came from because everybody pretty much claimed he was the guy. He was the brains yeah. behind the title-winning season. Uh, I want to hear Elliot's thoughts on this. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm here's I, I'm I'm of two minds about this, like. I think that it's hard for me to speak neutrally about this because, I mean, let's rewind and just go back to talking about Ranieri, first of all, because that's important historical context. Very briefly, he was a brilliant manager. He was somebody, I think, that everybody in Leicester's improbable and fantastic campaign to win the Premier League was happy to see in the game. You know, he was a character and he knew what he was doing. He was managing the team well. He was managing his players well. He was inspiring and, like, he knew the players he had and he played with a system that won. Now, I think that subsequently we all saw how reliant that system was on N'Golo Conte. And when he wasn't there, it turned out that that was the center beam under which the, like, it was buttressing the whole house of cards, which fell down, and he got sacked. It's kind of sad to see him sacked, but now I am a supporter of a club who was also once a brilliant tactical manager, who's also a manager that many people who over and over have said they love to see him in the game, and he subsequently, his tactics aren't working, he's lost the dressing room, and what did the board do? They hand him a two-year contract instead of firing him. And, you know, I don't, I think that, Shakespeare, maybe he wasn't given a fair shake, but he was given the summer transfer window. And it's not like they don't have... This is is a team that is not a poor club, right? Like, they have foreign investors. They have a 
Premier League title under their belts. Is it harsh? Yes. Is it more harsh than where, when Roy Hodgson got fired? Probably not. Does it make me feel like it is yet another reason why I wish that Arsene Wenger should be sacked and another reason why I feel like Arsenal's board is complacent and cares only about profits? Also, yes. You are... Oh, boy. I mean, I don't... I don't... I don't necessarily disagree with anything that you just said, but... This is... Alright, so this is the example of becoming too big for your becoming too big for your boots or how success ruins you and the small example is when a manager like Sam Allardyce or Owen Coyle take over Bolton and they get a they get a bunch of good results and one year they finish eighth and everybody keeps expecting growth when it's like that's not really sustainable at a club like that no that's the ceiling Right, and, it might, and then it's like, yeah. and then it's like the next year you're eleventh, and you're like, well, you've regressed, and they fire him. This is, we won the title two years ago, and now you suck, so we're firing you. When really, it's like, take a look at the results, dude, because first of all, you're Leicester, and I had high hopes for them last year. They they completely crapped their pants. Now they yeah. did well in the Champions League, but. Again, they crapped their pants. They lost Drinkwater. They lost Conte. They were huge parts of the team. So it's understandable that they're not going to be as good this year. And what? And they're not doing that well, but you can't... All of a sudden, you're blaming the manager? Like, that doesn't make sense because you're also not replacing... Like Elliot said, you had the summer transfer window, but whether it's the manager or the chairman or the... Uh, whatever the equivalent position that Ed Woodward is at Leicester, um, you're not replacing the players. And let's let's take a look at why Shakespeare was fired. Shakespeare was fired because um, they've won one league game this year. They've won one game. Okay, they have four losses. Who are those four losses against? Arsenal, away, 4-3, where Arsenal won late, and it was 3-3 and Arsenal won late. Is that a bad loss? I don't think so. Um, their next loss, Manchester United away at Old Trafford where United didn't score until the 72nd minute and two substitutes scored goals and they lost 2-0. Is that a bad loss? I don't think so. Next loss, Chelsea at home. Okay, it's at home, but it's Chelsea. They're the champions. You lost 2-1, to one, which is not that bad against Chelsea who are really good. Next loss. Liverpool, home, 3-2. Scored two goals. You gave up three because Liverpool liked to outscore you. Is that a bad loss? No. So they haven't had a bad loss this year. Their draw, then they've they've drawn four games. 1-1, away to Huddersfield. Huddersfield don't concede goals. You scored one. You conceded one. Bournemouth, away. So another away game. Yeah, it sucks that you didn't, you didn't score against Bournemouth, but point away. You can't. Anytime you get a point away from home, that's a good thing. And then West Brom at home, you got 1-1. So, like, what what exactly did you fire the guy for? You've had a brutal start. Like, you had a brutal schedule. Yeah. Yep. So, now... What are you firing the guy for? I mean, I don't even think he should have been there in the first place, but that's just me. Uh, yeah. Now, Michael Appleton is the caretaker manager for now. He was Shakespeare's assistant. Um, Appleton, former player... Looks like uh, he should work as a bouncer somewhere at a nightclub. Um, but, yeah, we'll see what happens. Sean Dyche has been linked with this job. I mean, Sean Dyche is not coming until, until the end of the season. I just, like, look, your home games were Brighton, Chelsea, Liverpool, West Brom. You Brighton, you lost to Chelsea, champions. You lost to Liverpool, who live for game, games away from Anfield these days because they can't win at Anfield. And West Brom, who scored on a set piece. Yeah. You're firing your manager because of that? Yeah, I mean, it's that's the thing, too. Do you do you pull the plug now, or do you wait? I mean, it's if they don't feel like he's getting the job done, I understand that they're firing Well, him. I mean, but, like, here's the thing. 
you are obviously going to like I feel like the next manager, like so the caretaker manager is going to look really good because hell, the schedule doesn't get easier. It literally cannot get easier other than the fact that you have to play Manchester City at the end of November away from home. Mm-hmm. Oh no, that's a home game also. Um but other than that, you know, you play your your this week you're at Swansea, then you're home to Everton who are God only knows how lost. Um then a trip to Stoke, that's difficult. Man, City. Your schedule, I mean, somehow they actually have a brutal schedule throughout the whole first half of the season, but it doesn't get much harder than what, what they started with. No. Okay, so we've seen Crystal Palace. They pulled the plug on DeBoer early. Now Shakespeare was let go fairly early to eight games in. That's that's not a lot. Um, Everton, though, we got to talk about Everton. Sitting in 16th place. Ronald Koeman, I mean, he's got to be feeling the heat, and now another loss in the Europa League. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, Paul, your points are well taken. I feel like, even though I, it's frustrating from an Arsenal perspective to watch these things unfold with a culture of complacency about our own club. Nonetheless, based on results alone, Koeman should be under far more heat than Shakespeare, right? It's, it's not even results alone. It's it's Coleman should be on the fire for a, a lot more than that, and just like the way they look on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's not been pretty. I mean they eked out a win over Bournemouth, um, you know, a couple of match days it's, ago. I mean it's. But losing one nothing at home to Burnley. It, it's not losing one nothing at home to Burnley. It's. It's it's so much. It's it's you spent. You also you did yeah, well. They last spent. You finished seventh. Yeah. So seventh is like the new seventh is the best of the rest, and mm-hmm. you finished seventh last year. Now, were you knocking on the door to sixth? Not really. You know, United never really felt pressure from Everton, and maybe you were hoping maybe we can. I guess best case scenario of improvement this year would have been knock on the door of sixth place. I don't really think they were going to do that, but they're just, you spent a lot of money and the team looks like a mess. The team looks like they've never played with each other. Now, most of them haven't, but at this point we're at mid October and not a lot of them are going away to, to international duties. So like you have those whole international breaks to work. And yeah. the team just looks lost. That's true. What, what are they doing on the field? Where, what, what is happening here? Oh, before, and, before I get too much shit, too, I forgot to mention Manchester City when we were talking Champions League. <laughs> they, beat Nop- <laughs> they beat Napoli 2-1. <laughs> to one. <laughs> Oh, man. I want to, I like, take the audio of your little chuckle there and then replay it over and over again. <laughs> yep. Uh, what, what can we say? Manchester City, they're good right now. They won. There you go. <laughs> they are. Yep. They're good. Continue, Polly. Continue. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm just saying. Um, like, you know, you signed Wayne Rooney, which you can't. Even when you sign Wayne Rooney and you say, and you sit there and say, all right, he's not, as I said, he's not going to be the man, and there's so much less pressure on him, and I think that's going to bring out the best in him. I also said I expect him to score 15 goals this year. He's got three in the league. He's got four overall. Um, that's pretty much as expected. You know, if you extrapolate yeah. that over the full season, he's going to score around 15 goals. You can't rely on Wayne Rooney to carry you, and right now no one else is scoring, and that's a problem. You also signed Gilfie Sigurdsson. He's not doing anything. What Morgan Schneider looks off. It's just a bunch of players that, that look like – They've been signed for what they did at other teams, and you're pretty much just going, okay, you're in the team now, go play. And it's, what's your system? Yeah, and I mean, Everton don't look like they have a system. No, and you spent, you know, 20, almost 24 million pounds on Davi Klaassen from Ajax. You spent 25 million on Pickford. You spent 25 million on Keane. You brought in Sandro Ramirez to be some form of center tank, but hasn't really panned out. Paid forty million for Gilfie. 
Um, yeah, and it's a problem because Michael Keane looks terrible. He looks terrible, which is, as a young defender who's really making a name for himself, this is a crucial year for him, especially because there's a World Cup coming up. And me speaking as a person who has close, like pretty much closely followed the England team for, I don't know, 10 years, and who doesn't have a country to root for in the World Cup and is looking <laughs> for someone to really get behind, to have someone who... Uh, a year ago looked like the, one of the better defenders in the country mm-hmm. and really say, this is going to be your year where you establish yourself as a first-choice defender and maybe England have defenders. It's a shame. Yeah, it's a big-time shame. Should have stayed at Burnley. Man. Maybe should have stayed at Burnley or maybe the U.S. should have qualified for the World Cup. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if Sweden makes it. They drew Italy which is going to be a tough one. We'll, we'll get to that when we... Because we have about three weeks before the first leg of those yeah, yeah. playoff games. Um, plenty of time. Plenty of as time. Long as the, it's a good thing the Irelands didn't draw each other. Yeah. That's all I can say. Yeah. Okay. Time for a second break. When we come back, it's scoring prediction time. So stick around. And we're back. It's time to do our scoring predictions. And as I pull up the... Little document we have here. We can see that Polly is in the lead with 63 points. I'm in second with 57 points. And Elliot's in third with 44 points. Last week, uh, let's see. It was not as much of a disaster as I really feared it would be. Uh, well, I got eight points. I had two results, right? The Brighton-Everton game and the Leicester-West Brom game. And then I had City win, Tottenham win. So that was good. You got two <laughs> results with... Liverpool United, that drab would scoreless draw, and then Burnley West Ham won one. I'm sorry for predicting the most predictable result ever. Oh. Sorry, sorry, I apologize. Uh, I was, but everybody and their mother, anybody with a brain knew that was going to happen, and I apologize there. And then you also had City as a winner, and then you had a, a draw between Southampton and Newcastle. Wait, Elliot, you were you weren't on the show last week when I. As Elliot could attest to, at a certain point, I just went, oh, this, like, I'm differing on everything, and I'm either going to blow you guys away, or I'm going to, you guys are going to catch up to me, and I was, I was sweating a bit as I made these picks, and then I realized I picked too many draws, and I had to go back and change some picks, and I couldn't change picks. It was a mess. Yeah. Elliot, Elliot, you only got two points last week. Yeah, it was rough. It was rough. rough. (laughs) Okay, so, let's get... Things going here with West Ham against Brighton. Oof. Uh, one and nothing West Ham. That's what I'm going to go with. Lone goal from Chicharito so I can get some fantasy points, please. I can't believe you still have him on your fantasy team. Yeah, I mean, and then, okay, so I'm looking through our little document here. Why do you have Chelsea Watford as the last game? That's the first game on the docket. Probably because I wrote I wrote these games like three weeks ago and <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So early game on Saturday, that's Chelsea against Watford. Uh, that's a good question though. Yeah, that is it, a good it, question. It is <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. Well anywho. West Maybe Ham... it was supposed to be a Monday game and it got moved. No, I would have heard about that. I mean, no, I'm sorry. West Ham, Brighton, that's the Friday game. My bad. But still, Chelsea Watford should be the second game. It doesn't matter. Let's predict this game. <laughs> well, Elliot's got to go because I'm going last on this one because I need extra time to think. Oh, come on. <laughs> just shoot from you... the hip. Yeah, just I'm shoot giving, from the hip. I'm giving Elliot the chance to, to say something here. Okay. Like... <laughs> Uh, I, th- that's that's some pretty good gamesmanship there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy! Um, I mean, I've really got to mount the comeback now too. Is the other thing? Yes. Shoot from the hip. That's all I'm saying. Uh, two 0 West Ham. God, I really was gonna say I was I was honestly I was gonna follow Ellie and be like, you don't have a chance to get a comeback here, but. I don't think West Ham win this game, so I'll go 1-1. Okay. 
And then I don't have enough confidence to give it to Brighton, but no. Then we move over to that Chelsea Watford game. That's the first game, seven thirty a.m. on Saturday. Watford, they're up in fourth place, taking on fifth place Chelsea. It is at Stamford Bridge, though, so I'm giving this to Chelsea. Uh, I'm gonna go three one. Hopefully, Watford will take the lead to make this game a little bit more interesting. Yeah. You skipped over. You skipped over one of the writing points I made. That's because this. we don't have time. I'm trying. Okay, to we actually good. We, we went fine. to the we went to the final break and then we and we jumped right into this. So I actually think we have. I don't want to take control of this, but I think we have a little bit of time to discuss our Watford good. And I think the best person to ask about this is Elliot. Oh yeah. Based Ooh. on what happened last week. Yes. Two, Watford one, were not over. so much good as Arsenal are spineless. Okay. The end. No, I mean that... that's the most. That's the the most uh, straight to the point point. Pithy and accurate. What do you want? That either Elliot or either Elliot in regards to Arsenal or me in regards to Manchester United have ever made. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, tidbit from this one though was kind of funny. Per Mertesacker scored for Arsenal in this game, and that was his first goal in one thousand four hundred days. It was his first start in 3,000 days. <laughs> well, except for when we beat Chelsea in the FA Cup final. hey Yeah. So, yeah, Tom Cleverley and Troy Deeney got the goals for Watford in the win over Arsenal. I mean, Watford, Marco Silva, I mean, he's proving himself to be a very good manager, but Chelsea away, that no, that's just too difficult. Yeah, I don't think they're even... Chelsea, no, who's playing? Who's playing for Chelsea? They don't have midfielders, and David David Luiz just got hurt. Who's is that a, playing? Is that a bad thing, though? No, uh, Antonio Conte said I can't play him as a. Last week he said I can't play him as a central midfielder because he's too good as a central defender. They then shipped two goals against Crystal Palace, yeah. and all the neutrals were like, "Wait, we want David David Luiz as the central midfielder because that's the entertaining David Luiz." Um, and now he's not even going to play. Either way, I say 2 no to Chelsea, but I, I have questions about this pick, and I'm not confident about it. Ugh, you told my <laughs> – all right, you stole my pick. I'm going to say 2-1 Chelsea. I didn't think Watford were going to get on the score sheet, but I'll, I'll, I'll give him that goal. Hopefully the American midfielder gets into the game. Hmm. Then we got a battle towards the bottom. Stoke City, 17th place, taking on Bournemouth, who are in 19th place. So uh, I'm going to go with a scoreless draw in this one. Mm. Uh, this is not the old Peel of Stoke. I, I mean, it's not I the th- Bournemouth we saw last season. That's yeah, for sure. that's also true. Or the year before. Or the year before. Yeah. What you doing, Eddie? Come on. Yeah, wasn't he supposed to be the next England manager? <laughs> yeah, yeah. For yeah. anybody, you see Allardyce for... is getting linked with the U.S. job. Oh, I've I have thoughts on that. He's Jake, like barely well, the... a year ago, was taking bribes. Like, come teaser, on, teaser, teaser. We'll talk about that in November. But oh yeah, boy, well... do I have thoughts. <laughs> um, uh, Stoke Bournemouth. Uh, 1-1. So coming off a 7-2 loss to Manchester City, Bournemouth lost 1-0 on the road against Tottenham. Yeah, well, Stoke are good at home, and Bournemouth just suck. So I'm going 1-0 to Stoke. Okay. Hmm. Then Manchester City against Burnley... Let's make things short and sweet here. For nothing. I love how like for nothing is like the safe pick. Yeah. Because like, I was thinking yeah. like six nil, and then I'm like, eh, they probably won't do that two weeks in a row. So like, let's like four would be right, but you know, Seb's pretty good at picking results these days. So a four, I'm just a, follow, a four I'm nothing for City. You. A four nothing for City is like any other team winning two nothing at this point. Yeah, I'm, I'm following you. Four nil. I wouldn't be shocked this if they is, score five or six. But two weeks ago, I did the exact same thing with Man U and Palace, and I chose one goal fewer 
with a shutout victory, and I got screwed, but I'm doing it again. <laughs> I'm doing it again. 3 nil City. Okay, oh, if I were you, I would have won one, one more. Yeah, I exactly. I would have won five. <laughs> yep. Uh, then we got Newcastle taking on Crystal Palace. Newcastle sitting in ninth place. Palace, we already know they're at the bottom, although they are coming off a win. They beat Chelsea two to one. Uh, Castle, Castle, Newcastle. They got two straight draws, so let's do another draw here for them. One one. Is on you, Elliot. I don't know. This one's tricky. I. It is. How much? Even, how much do you read into that victory for Palace over? I mean, not much. I like Newcastle's kind of a shambles, but St James Park is not super easy to win at, and I don't think that Palace win on I mean, the if, road. If anything, they should be buzzing with positive positivity. I mean, there's rumors of yeah. what, what's new the owners word? coming what's in. The po- word? Positivity. <laughs> Uh, maybe they freaking nick a goal. I don't know. God dang it, Seb. 1-1 one, one sounds right. I'm going to go with that. Jesus Christ, you guys are really buying into Crystal Palace, who scored an own goal and scored their first goal of the year against Chelsea and somehow held on against Rafa Benitez, who keeps just getting the job done. And I said this last week. Uh, that I didn't want to completely buy into Newcastle, but I got the result right. So I'm going 2-0. I don't anticipate getting the result right, but or the score right, but I, I think I get the result right. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, there's, no, none of us think there's any way that Palace wins this game. No. Uh, yeah, well, we didn't think that last week either. So I took a, <laughs> a while ago, there was crazy long, and by crazy long, I mean something around the order of 2-1, to one, odds that crystal palace get relegated and i was just like man i wish i had more money to bet (laughs) Mm. i I haven't won a bet in ages so (laughs) then we got in fact in fact i parlayed city liverpool and real madrid this week and i went and i just said to my i said to my liverpool friend friend i went uh i'm sorry or, or no, I said, thank me. Or no, I said to my Spurs friends, friend, you'll thank me. And I said to my Liverpool friend, like, I'm sorry, because I'm going to screw one of you guys over. Mm. And mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Swansea Leicester, next up. I mean, do we think there's the sort of new manager boost for the Foxes in this one? I don't know. This is a competition, so I'm going to keep my thoughts to myself while you make your Yeah. Well, you can go first in this one, then. How about yeah, that? Yeah, go for it, Polly. <laughs> uh, give me a second. Now you, now you <laughs> share your thoughts. So we don't just have dead air. Well, Less for me I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk while we have some dead air. Uh, just to, as I, as I review some quick Swansea... Uh, they're, they're not great in the last three weeks, but uh, no. But they got Tammy Abraham, two goals in their last game. That's they defeated Huddersfield two two nothing at home. I'm going nil nil because there's always a nil nil draw, and you never know where it's going to come. Okay, so you know what's funny is that I was considering that, but that I I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it either. But like, there's always one, and you just it's it's never in the game you expected to, except for last week, Jose. Mm. Um. And why not this one? Ah, two to one, Swansea. I was going to get some good parody on this one. Yes. I'll say two to one, Lester. There we go. Finally, then who H- wins these these days now? You, it used to be when we all went separate. Elliot always won. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to go back and see Huddersfield against Manchester United. It's the next game. Uh, whoosh, 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 whoosh. Seb's so about to make a long show about how he's thinking about it before he says 4-0. No, I'm not going to go 4-0. I think Huddersfield, they really want a result here. They would love a draw. So I'm wondering if they're just going to park the bus. I'm going 2-0 United. Elliot? God, I... I... I want to give Huddersfield the 1-1 draw. Well, then do it. 
<laughs> yeah, no one's stopping you. Yeah, do it. You'll look like a genius if you get it. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I just don't know how much the, like, going on the road again, the hangover of Mourinho's ultra-conservative tactics, I don't think that we're going to see United flying out of the gate and knocking in four goals. But I do think that they're going to have probably too much for Huddersfield, so I'm going to go 1-0 United. Okay. You're one. Hundred percent right, and it's not. It's you're a hundred percent right. We're gonna. They're not. They they will have too much, but we're not gonna see them flying. And that's because, as I texted you guys earlier this week, Romelu Lukaku's hurt. He's mm-hmm. not playing at a hundred percent, and he's playing as he was so easily man marked out of the Liverpool matchup. Now again, they did have Joel Matip who used to typically do this to him in Merseyside derbies. And uh, granted, they played a a 9-1 formation uh, against Liverpool where they completely, they put, um, they put Lukaku out on Cyprus and mm. didn't support him at all. But he played terribly against Crystal Palace. He played terribly when he had the ball against Liverpool. He played terribly against um, Benfica. He's hurt. And Jose Mourinho is, well, is in that saying where it's like, well, you're hurt, but like you could play on it, which is fine, which means he's never going to give him a rest until either Zlatan Ibrahimovic comes back or, yeah, until Zlatan comes back, which means God only knows how much damage Lukaku is going to do until then, and it's going to continue to hurt United. We are not going to see the four-goal United anymore. Huddersfield's really good defensively. You're right, Elliot. They're going to win 1-0. Mm. Yeah, rumors are that Slatan is now at 90%. So Yes, but he still doesn't fit the United team. We're getting there. Which is the problem. We're getting there. Oh, my God. I can't wait. I can't wait. Southampton against West Brom. It's the next game. I'm going to go scoreless draw in this one. God damn it, Seb. This is, that was, you know, like Paulie said, there's always one each week, and this is the one that I was going to Well, I got choose. two, so... Yeah, uh, you conservative bugger. Nil, nil. Nah, man. Goals. One nil. <laughs> goals. Oh, <laughs> oh, the goals. You know what? I, I was thinking goals. I was thinking 1-1, one, one, and then at the last second I went, but, like, West Brom scored in a set piece last. Ah, eh, now I think West Brom's going to score. Yeah. Nah, 1-0. I'm going 1-0 to Southampton. Okay. Because yeah. I don't want to pick a... Uh, you still have a little bit of time to change You know what? I'm the one it. that has balls here, and I'm going to pick against you guys because I like to keep it interesting. Okay, well, I'm going to pick against you guys on this one because I'm going 1-1 between Everton and Arsenal. That's bold. That's bold. Because well, that I'll... was going to be my, like, bold prediction. Well, wait, wait, Seb, Seb, yes. Seb, explain it. Who are you pick? Are you picking this as a draw for Everton or as a drop points for Arsenal? Drop points for Arsenal. <laughs> okay. Every day of okay. the week. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I want to see Rooney score in, like, the 95th minute. No, this oh, is... Oh, God, no, that's not happening. Oh, I would love it. I would love it. Alexis is going to come back finally at full fitness, and Arsenal are not going to keep a clean sheet because, I mean, they just they can barely manage that against Belgrade with the help of the post. Ah, I I believe that I believe that we will win. Jack Wilshire, Lacazette, just say Alexis, two to one. Come on, I'll get on the score just sheet. Just say three one. Three one. Three wow. one. Wow. Yeah, that's right. No, I'm going 3-0. I'm going 3-0. And this is as much for our... It's it's, it's very against Everton, actually. I'm not going to lie. It's very (laughs) against Everton. I I think last week was a slip up for Arsenal, but Everton sucks. Yeah, they really do. I I, I hope being Pickford has one hell of a game. Prove me wrong. Yeah. Then we got Spurs against Liverpool. That's the last game. Uh, that's gonna be a great game yeah i mean on paper it's a good one that's the late game on sunday 11 a.m it's at wembley it's at wembley so spurs won't be parking the bus in anfield and liverpool will be trying to win and both teams are going to be pressing no 
screw it. This is a great game. Screw it. Yeah, it's going to be okay. great. Yeah, I'm going to go 4-2 to Tottenham. That's way too much. No, though. let's get the goals. <laughs> All the goals. That is way too much. All the goals. Uh, yeah. Hurricane no. Hattrick. No, I'm... I'm tempted, though. I, I think I'm going to go... Three two Tottenham. Nah, Seb was right about the four, but like it's four total goals, two two. Ah, boo. Ah, that was I. Uh, that that might be right. I was tempted to make that one as well, but yeah, we'll see how things I, shakes I think, out. Yeah, I like I how you t- guys always think about what might be right and then go with something else, and I just think about it and I'm like, you know what? That's gonna be right. I'm gonna go with it. <laughs> That's how you win in these competitions. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Says, so is the man, the man who is the one who had a one point week earlier yes, this season. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah, we'll talk to you guys again on Monday, and we'll see how things shakes out here. If if Everton Arsenal ends one one, you know you're going to hear about it on Monday. Uh, until then, you know what I want? I want to. I want. I want you to. I want you to spend. 45 minutes Monday, just making fun of us for that. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> um, until then, you can always reach us on Twitter. I'm Seb Noor, and Polly is P. Questel, and Elliot is Keats was better. Give FanRag Sports a follow as well, and we'll talk to you again on Monday. Until then, have a good one. Bye-bye.